Welcome to the We Can Relate podcast. We're back in the new year for some new, fresh episodes. Awesome. I'm so excited. Me too, girl. I know. Well, I'm your host, Ashley Berry, if you've forgotten who we are since we've been off, uh, you know, on vacay for a couple weeks. And I'm joined with Leah Reed. And Brooke Perkins. Woohoo, my producer Brooke. I love it. So we have, first of all, because I'm dying to finish drinking my drink, we have to start there, like always. Um, today we're drinking a French press that I just made. So it's a French press latte, however. So I did um, a French press espresso, and it's a Vietnam roast from um, Starbucks Reserve, which we're going to talk about the Reserve Roastery in Chicago today, too. But so this French press, Leah, have you ever had a French press? Well, I have now. <laughs> I like it though. Brooke. Nah, this is my first one. Okay, so it's weird. Um I have drank them before. My friend Leslie um kind of introduced me to it and I loved it and she made some for my husband and he's like, "Oh, it's so coffee made this way is so much smoother and it doesn't like have a bite or a tang to it." And so you just steam or boil water and pour it over your coffee and then you have a little apparatus and you press it down it's like the old-fashioned way coffee's made there's no like there's no electronic process to it whatsoever do you just use the full coffee um, beans or do you grind it I, gr- I ground it and it says to do like um coarsely ground um mm-hmm. beans so it's not and super fine yeah so i don't like if i'm gonna brew in my coffee pot i will you know, grind it until it's like a really fine powder and put it through the coffee pot. And so it's the same coffee I would put through my coffee pot, but it tastes totally different. And it like literally is mind blowing. And people who are like really coffee savants probably think like, oh, Doug, you know, it's <laughs> where have you been? Where have you been forever? Actually. But I finally bought a $20 French press at Target and I love it. So this is the Vietnam roast, um, reserve roast from Starbucks. And then I did almond milk with, uh, I steamed that, and we added some um, caramel um, sugar syrup to it, or syrup to it. So cheers, ladies. Try yeah, your, cheers. Try yeah. your latte. So that's all that's in it? That's it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm such a clink, clink, kid when it comes to my coffee that I put a little bit of coffee and a whole bunch of honey and a whole bunch of cream, but this didn't need it. It's weird that it's smooth, like that the... I don't know. There's no bite. There's no... Usually when I you feel have... that. It's not yeah. bitter. It's, it's smooth. It's mm-hmm. it's not like smooth whiskey, but it's smooth <laughs> right. coffee. Right. And I never understood what that meant. I guess when you don't... When you can't compare it to anything else, right? So I would think most coffee that I have been drinking is smooth. I love a good latte. I love just black coffee. I try coffee at every coffee shop in town. Everywhere we go. I'm a Starbucks worshiper. We know this. But... Oh, uh, and I love... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, we went to the Mecca of Starbucks in Chicago, the brand new um, uh, roastery on Michigan Avenue, which was a little bit overwhelming, but awesome. I think Brooke had a really great time oh, there. Yeah, I think you have to go by yourself to that thing because <laughs> you just got to take it all in. You just got to take it all in. You got people watch and you just got to not have to have anything to do. And it's really worth it. Well, it better be because chilling. how long did you guys have to stand in line? No, we went I, Christmas Eve morning. So yeah, really was, early. I just walked right in there at like 10 a.m. and I just talked to some baristas. I was like, so how's working here? (laughs) She's like, I'm thinking about moving here and becoming a barista just so I can work here. (laughs) Every time we walked by, there was a line and I just was not willing to stand in line that long. I'm too antsy. And so when one night, the last night we were in Chicago, the boys, um, Tate and Landon went with my mother-in-law, Sandy, and they said they got right in. And for a a 17 and a 14 year old to love it and think it was so cool and be talking to everybody and be interested in it, it must be something. And I feel like I missed out, but I don't think you missed out because I 
well, I had a negative experience because it was the day after we had been out a little bit too late the night before. So <laughs> I mean, the morning, the morning, before, <laughs> the morning, the morning of, the morning of, you might have still I'd been only, drunk. I might have only been like awake for or asleep for a few hours before mm-hmm. we went. Yeah. So I wasn't feeling too great. So that's part of it. But also it is so busy because it's such a new location and it's a tourist attraction and it is the holidays. So Christmas Eve was definitely the slowest day of, um, we spent four days in Chicago, right? Leading up to Christmas and it was the slowest day that I saw online, but I did have to wait outside, but I would have rather waited another hour in line than to be in there with 8,000 people. Like they, there were too many people inside to really be able to walk around and enjoy it. And I'm, I'm okay. But with don't the, you think if you're standing in line, there would have been like 10,000 people in there with you I instead guess, of eight? Maybe. I don't know. I, the ratio still isn't right. And so it was, all, <laughs> it was all really beautiful and I loved all of it. However, it's so minimalistic on like signage or um, ways to know what's happening where you're at. And so we just wanted to be able to order a couple of things. And, and like by the elevator, there was a sign that said what floors were each thing. Cause it's a five story attraction. Isn't um, it 35,000 square feet? Yes. It's huge, which is, it's incredible and it's beautifully done. It has like spiral escalator staircases and, and you can see the coffee beans going through the process and they have booze and a full bar and it is really spectacular, but I didn't have a clue what the heck was going on like I just you're just sitting in a room and there's people everywhere I think I went up and down the escalators there probably like a couple times just because I was trying to figure it all out and yeah that would make sense the layout like just to know where what to see or what to do because there weren't like you know get in get in line here for coffee get in line here to pay get in line here for a sandwich Mm -hmm. here is pizza it was just very beautiful and a lot of hard workers and lots of things to look at but just for me a little bit disorganized and I had my toddler and my husband and I was hungover so I'm gonna go back again another another time and go by yourself go don't alone. even bring a tea bear with you. <laughs> yeah well and my husband and I wanted to go walk through but he was kind of cranky and you know it was last day in town everyone's tired ready to get home at some point but we still had a lot we wanted to accomplish so anyway um speaking of Chicago not just Starbucks oh man so great trip um there's something that like went down in Chicago about like a person, a coat, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know this whole saying. story, so I'm gonna you don't need know you the guys story to yet? elaborate. Ooh, that's so I think funny. when I told Brooke about it, like I still didn't know all of the details because I really I wasn't part of it, but I was part of it. So. <laughs> well, yeah, you were you were there in spirit. I was. You yeah. were physically there, but yeah. maybe not mentally. I was kind of checked out. So we went. Um, <laughs> all of us clearly, we all vacationed in Chicago for the holiday. Leah's whole family went. Her mother-in-law came. Yeah. Her sister-in-law. Her nephew. Uh, me and my husband. My brother came, Brooke came with us. She helped with Champy in the evenings. Um, so on one night, we all went to a comedy show at Second City. It was our last night. Yeah. And it was a, an awesome show. Uh, we had a great time, had some drinks. Oh, it was it was funny. We um, sat in the very front row and yes. I, I screwed up. I bought two tickets after the fact. You didn't screw up. Well, I did. But Trent and I had the best time. We said next time we go, we're not going to sit on the front row. We love the rail seats. So thank you. For they that. gave us their front row seats. Yeah. Because so, well, we had been no, we had been there before. So I bought tickets and then our group grew and we had seven people instead of five. Mm-hmm. And so Leah bought two more tickets and I had, you know, like, yeah, they're, and they're the same price. The rail seats that are halfway through and kind of on a platform are the same price as front row. So you didn't do it wrong. You bought the most expensive ticket. 
just like I did. Yeah, it, I was just hoping so. we'd all sit together because I, right. I kept like turning around and looking and laughing with you, but <laughs> right. you were like eight rows back. <laughs> yeah. But what I loved about it is that since we were like elevated and you guys are right up against the stage, so Trent and I got to sit there and watch you guys watch the show. And since we had been before, yeah. we kind of knew how the shows operate and like when they're getting audience involvement. And so for me, it was this way funnier because we get to watch you guys interact and engage with the show too. So yeah, well, we had a couple of drinks before and then walked across the street and then had drinks during. Yeah. So then we went to what, where did we go after well, your, we went, one of your favorite bars? Yeah. But I didn't even know the name. It's called Timothy O'Toole's. It's like a basement bar in Chicago. Yeah. It's a very sports heavy bar. It's like a, it's a sports bar and it's yeah. a couple it, pool tables, loud it music. It feels very pubby though. Yes. It was late and dark and yeah. just like very rustic down there. It's really neat. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to blame your brother for some of it. I'm blaming him for everything. Like anything that I don't recall, my brother, who is a state trooper, by the way, um, was on vacation with us and... Well, he made a buddy at the bar. He did have a friend. I kind of forgot about that. And that that. guy was, you know, buying drinks for everybody. And That's probably why, because my Mm -hmm. my brother is, he's not, I won't call him tight because he's probably listening. He's very frugal. He's like a Dave Ramsey guy and he, like, he manages his money well. When he bought a house, he knew exactly how much he was going to buy it for, not a cent more. And so he's, he's not the guy that's like, I'll buy the next round. You know, like he's, he'll buy you a drink, you know, but he's not the flamboyant, like when I've had a couple, I'm like, next round's on me. You know, that's that's kind yeah, of my that's, thing. That's not him. Well, so. he did that he night. Did, yeah. he, I was so impressed. I told my husband, I was like, was that Mike buying drinks? And he said, yeah. He well, bought he, a few rounds, apparently. He bought a, a, a shot. And he literally, I felt like, okay, the state trooper's telling me I have to do this. I have to do <laughs> I it. I know. It's the law. Okay. If he says it, it's true. Yeah, I did. And I, and I shouldn't have done it because I almost puked when we were pulling out of our hotel on um, Christmas Eve when we were leaving. I was like, this can't be happening. I've got to be in the car for eight hours. I can't just be pulling over and puking all the time. <laughs> well, well, or you could have been like me and just thrown up the night before. So uh, I full disclosure, that. I haven't thrown up after drinking since I was 21 years old. Like I can I, like since my 21st birthday, I have not gotten sick from drinking. The one night we go out in Chicago. Until yeah. Leah and I go out mm. in Chicago. We were having so much sick. fun. and It was fun. I don't was, regret it. I mean, I regret how I felt for about three hours the next day, but then I yeah, ate some I, Twizzlers and drank a Gatorade, and it was yeah, fine. You rallied. <laughs> Got good. you went to the Starbucks. Starbucks, yeah, <laughs> I made it. Well, so we were all leaving all of a sudden. From it was like you know two it was in the 2 morning, a.m., yeah, and um, Ashley was out. I, I needed to walk home to get some fresh air. We were only a couple blocks from our hotel, maybe like three or four blocks, close enough that I knew I could walk there and it would be good for me to walk because I was not feeling well. <laughs> and I was hot. Yeah, it was. It was it was a little toasty at that point in the night or the morning, I guess. And so they leave. And I thought she had forgotten her Canada Goose coat mm-hmm. and her purse. Because there was one sitting right there. And you're a great friend. I am so a great friend. And I really knew. I really thought I was rallying for being a little tipsy. <laughs> I was like, man, sometimes I just really surprise myself. And I just <laughs> really take care of everything. And I saw that purse and coat sitting there. And I'm pretty sure Robin even grabbed it and put it on. She did. Yeah, she told me and she wore it back to the Yes. <laughs> and then when we get to the hotel, we realize that Ashley's got her coat and her purse honor <laughs> and I'm like oh shit <laughs> whose is this well then we look in there and the phone has been ringing it's obviously not Ashley so we answer the phone and we're like we're so sorry we thought our friend you know left this here wait so you guys 
like they called the phone and yeah and the purse oh yeah. i did it yes. okay yeah did, and, and honestly, did, did mikey like, answer my brother i don't know i don't know it was i don't really remember all this myself so i can't be making fun of you that bad but um, <laughs> it was kind of spotty coming in and out yeah. but i remember seeing robin with the coat on and the purse in hand and you know like I'll, we're thinking I, we're saving the night i remember walking up so you guys had taken an uber back i think uh-huh. or, and so you had just gotten out at the hotel and you're like right outside the hotel doors and we walk up which have you the whole walk home I was like crying I was an emotional basket case I was crying saying that no one can take care of champ as good as me and I wanted to get back because Brooke was in the wow okay Brooke was in the hotel with champ and I was like I just need him I need his mom and so that's what happens when Ashley has too many drinks I, I don't get mean I get really sad yeah oh, I get really wow. happy and that's I get really debatable sad. oh my gosh and so, and so um um, but I remember, I can remember walking up and your guys' faces when you see Trenton, I think it's carrying my coat because I was like burning up hot uh-huh. and he, and your faces are like, oh crap, like whose coat uh, yeah. and purse Oh that? yeah. Well, and so Brigham, uh, our nephew and Todd, I think they get back in the Uber and they take took it, it back. Yeah, they yeah. take it straight back to the bar. These people are like threatening They're to like fight pissed. them. Yeah, yeah. Like mad. And I was just like, yo, we are, it was an innocent mistake. We literally wore it down the road and we're bringing it right back. We borrowed it for a second. I mean, (laughs) we're wasted. Honestly, like, so are they. They're still there at the bar at 2 a.m. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, clearly it wasn't that important to whoever it was because you took it from the bar where they would have been sitting. They were were not there. And so, like, they could have left it there on accident themselves. We don't even know that part of the story. You know, like, why was their stuff unattended long enough for you? you guys to get it and take it and leave without them noticing so well and you know here's the deal for one accident it was a complete accident we brought it right back we didn't steal anything out of it you know and it was a good intention too like it wasn't like a an accident with like malice or like meanness behind it it was an accident that had a positive intention i feel like anybody else if at that point it's almost 3 a.m and you're wasted they'll be like "Eh, they'll figure it out Yeah, like whatever sorry about you hey your your coat's at the weston sorry you (laughs) know like come get it figure it out that didn't happen and instead of them just just saying oh Thank you. We get it. We yeah. were we're drunk too, you know. Right. But maybe I'm thinking, maybe they had too many whiskey shots and they wanted to. <laughs> maybe my brother brought bought them whiskey and they don't get sad. They get mad. They get mad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, speaking of uh, the West End, so that's where we stayed in Chicago, which was a great location. It was a lot further north on Michigan Avenue than I'd ever stayed. And coincidentally, you know, our husbands and Leah, you all went, minus Brooke I and, and Champy, went to the Chiefs versus Bears game. Right. And who was at our hotel? The freaking whole team. It was it was so weird because first of all, good job on booking that room. I mean, I knew it the whole time. I knew the, the right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I did. I just, just kept it secret. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So. Well, <laughs> when we rolled up, I was like, "How crazy would it be if the Chiefs were staying here?" I thought that in my head, but I'm like, "Not in a million years." Right. I, you know, I did wonder where they be? stay. Like, I I did in my head think I didn't think about our hotel, but I did like in general. I'm always fascinated with events and how things function. I'm like, when do they travel? When do they fly in? Where did they? You know, like how does that all work? And where do they stay just curiosity yeah. but I never in a million years imagined it'd be at our hotel well apparently Todd knew that whenever 
the away teams come to Kansas City, they always stay at the Westin. So yeah, they have a contract. Yes. So, yes, and I so didn't know that. He didn't even really put two and two together either. But I was upstairs putting because you know when you traveled all day and you're feeling gross, gross from being in the yeah. car, I just was like refreshing and putting my makeup on. Well, I didn't have my mascara on and I didn't have my shoes on. And Todd calls me and they're all down at the bar just having a drink and then we're getting ready to go meet Ashley and Broken Champ at um, Illuminati Pizza. Yeah. Not and Illuminati. <laughs> Don't confuse it. Don't confuse it, yeah. But he calls me and he goes, get down here right now. The Chiefs just pulled up. And I was like, the, the team? And he was like, yeah, hurry. And I literally grabbed, I still had, not only did I have my mascara in my hand, but I also had my primer, my mascara primer. <laughs> and I threw my shoes on. I didn't even tie them. I get, we're on the eighth floor and I get to the um, elevators and I'm just standing there like pushing it and I'm so in like patient about it because <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm going to miss it. And a lady goes by, she's like, yeah, we've got the um, elevator shut down for the team. And I'm like, well, how do I get out of here? She's like, well, there's stairs there and there's, well, I, I ran down eight flights of stairs in my <laughs> shoes. How you did that. I didn't, I didn't really fly. Like I, I didn't really run. I felt like I like flew. jumped and flew and my shoes were still not tied. And I still had my mascara and primer in my hand. And when I finally get down eight flights, which I'm like dizzy by this time and out of breath, <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle of a street. I was like, Shh, where am I? Oh my gosh. So I'm like in the valet alley area oh, of yeah. the hotel. And so I can't go in because they've got it all shut down for, you know, security purposes for the team. And um, so I like find myself in front of the in front of the lobby where Todd and everybody is. And I'm like knocking on the window and I'm like, hey, hey, I don't even know why. I don't know why. Like, what were they going to do to like (laughs) let me in? Yeah. Yeah. So I I finally find an entrance that they'll allow me to come in and um I'd already missed Patrick and I'd already missed like most of the people, but, um, we saw, uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, Is but honey Tr- badger, yeah, Mate- Mateo, Mateo or Matthew. Matthews. I think yeah. they say it. Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. It's just spelled differently. Spelled different. yeah. yeah. So he was right there and I got a picture of the back of his head and, uh, Robin and Todd with him, but not really yeah. with him because you could tell, you know, that there, there's a time and a place for the team to take photos and stuff. And it's more like out on the field, but they don't, really do it in public like that well they'd have like that's one of the things I thought about they just have to say no like they have to there has to be certain way otherwise they could never go anywhere mm-hmm. right like when they're at a restaurant I'm sure every fan every person in the restaurant figures out that it's them and wants to be around them right. so and that's also why I think they had team dinner in the hotel because they were on the second floor when they first got there that night and that's the banquet yeah. hall and like all the event center and so I think they have food brought in and have team dinners rather than go out to eat which mm-hmm. makes sense because I'm sure it's difficult so Saturday night whenever I think you went you were in the lobby with Todd and Lee at the hotel bar and me and Champ went up and two of them walked in and they had peanut butter jelly sandwiches and I'm just like standing there with Champ and I'm like so in awe because they're like so big and it's kind of scary but I kind of like it at the same time but so when we left on so on game day on Sunday um you guys got to see them all load up and leave and we had been out like shopping and doing things but Champ and I were coming we came back to the hotel um, we were going to see Santa and the Santa at, um, 900 Shops a really awesome mall in Chicago is just he's beautiful he's so spectacular and it's just really nice and so Brooke got us in line we bar- we were the last person that um, 
got to see Santa. But so I was like hurrying to come back to get around to get him dressed to see Santa. And she went over to get us in line. And so they didn't want to let me up the elevator because the team was still loading, which mm-hmm. you guys had texted a couple hours prior. So when they load up to leave, it took a long time. Oh, yeah, we they sat there for buses. three hours and waited. And they didn't leave till four, which is great. Really close to game time. That surprised me. I didn't realize they I would know. wait so I late really to go. Noon. I thought like it was a seven twenty game. I thought they're going to load up around noon. They're going to try and get out of there early before and- the fans are getting to the stadium. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't. Ugh, they didn't want to let me have the elevators that are right by our room. <laughs> And I was not very nice because I've been out all day with my toddler in and Chicago. a stroller and a stroller. We have been shopping. We, I mean, I had so much fun, but I was just like, we're having a little break and changing clothes to go do Santa and go have dinner and stuff. And so I told the lady that I didn't give a shit about the football team that was staying here that I needed to go up to my room. And she's like, oh, ma'am, these elevators don't stop on your floor. You have to go all the way down the lobby to these other elevators. And I said, ma'am, I have been using these elevators for two days. This is right by my room. I'm in 831 and I'm going to go up the elevator. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Here you go. Here you go, ma'am. And so oh, then just, told be- her, didn't just you? because I had a little spite in me and we knew that they were staying on the sixth floor. Like as I went up, I hit the eight. But as it started to go up, I hit six. And so <laughs> then we stopped on six and the doors open and there were no players, no one getting on. But there were um, like on the little table that's in the, the little lobby yeah. where the elevators are. There's like all sorts of Gatorades and yes. power bars and protein bars and stuff. And then we went up, got around and we left. And so Tam gets in his real handsome new outfit to go see Santa and we get on the elevator to go down we're on with two of the players and I don't really realize I can tell they're sharply dressed I don't know who they were um, but they were so sweet to champ they were asking him what he wanted for Christmas and and I said oh I'm a hot mess with a stroller excuse me like getting on with them or whatever and so it was just kind of funny that they were just all chill and didn't like I wasn't bothering them it's the same kind of conversation I'd make with anyone in the elevator right but they were just thought it was so cool you know like asking champ what he was getting and he told me he's getting a dirt bike and their eyes got all bug-eyed like everyone's did Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so it, it was a cool part of our trip it to was. be there. It was kind of like the cherry on top because that was something we didn't expect. Speaking right. of cherry on top, all I'm saying is I slept on top of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and I have peaked in life. So <laughs> We all did. We all, we did, all slept we on the eighth top. floor yeah. and they were on the sixth floor. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like we had the top bunk. They had the bottom bunk. Right, right. But no. um, I know. Okay, you you can hey, think of it that I, I don't want to have to mark this episode explicit, okay? okay. Right. <laughs> well, we got on the elevator with a few of them the kicker was on the elevator oh, with us and then butt kicker I butt liquor I don't know how to say it butker <laughs> I don't I don't know how to say I don't it know, either maybe it's one of the options yeah, that I'm pretty sure it's not butt liquor or butt kicker <laughs> I like to say but butt. if his name really was butt kicker he probably was like all right I'm destined to be a kicker, kicker. yeah, yeah. It's, it's Bucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, right? <laughs> and then um, another one of them got on with just Todd and I. And because um, we kept every time we would get on and try to go down, it would stop on six. And we're always like, Ooh, who's Ooh, it going to be? Gonna be? Yeah. yeah. And one time we purposely pushed six. Yeah. And we had the boys with us and we got off and somebody was sitting there at a little table and he goes, wrong floor. We're like, oh, mm. man, how do you know? Yeah, how does he know you're not like a wife or a... Well, yeah. I, I didn't get out. The oh, kids okay. did. They knew the kids were on the wrong <laughs> floor. And they're probably so used to it if they've got the right. contract that all the away teams always stay there. But yeah, that was fun. We waited outside. 
had watched him get on the bus and um, took some video. But and the game was, was awesome too. You guys went to the game at Soldier Field. Yes, and yeah, it was. That was a really cool experience to see a new um, field and new atmosphere. And so, are Chicago you, fans were poor losers, and mm, you yeah. know, but we loved it. Are you on board with Trenton's kind of goal? He's been to Arrowhead to see Chiefs games a ton, but now each year he wants to go to a road game, an away game. And I think in 2020, we're going to try to go to New Orleans. Well, that might be okay, but we're um, probably going to go to Vegas. Right. I know a lot of people are going to Vegas this year. I think he wants to wait a couple more years till like the new wears off. Yeah, I mean, that would probably be good. But honestly, now that I think about that. We might not be able to go either next year, depending on when the game is. I've heard it was like in December or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see so what the schedule looks that's kind like. That's kind of our fun. I mean, I don't go to Chiefs games. I'm not allowed because I don't. I'm not a, I mean, I'm a fan of the Chiefs, but I don't. I could care less. Like, it's not important. You're not allowed. I'm not allowed. Well, I'm not. I went to that Patriots game, that Monday night Patriots game at Arrowhead when we like set the sound record and we kicked yeah. the Patriots ass and it was like a huge deal. It's been, I don't know, four or five years ago. Yeah. Well, I, I was not pleasant. I had too many um, apple ciders. And Did they have to babysit you? No, I just was pissed because they were out of hot dogs at the concession stand. And I wanted a hot dog. <laughs> and like, that's what you do. You go and you drink beer at football games and you eat hot dogs. And it was when the Royals were in the playoffs as well. And it's the same catering company for the Royals and the Chiefs because mm-hmm. the stadium's are in the same parking lot. And so they were like out of everything, out of all the food. Well, you should probably tell the people drinking like a case of beer in the parking lot before they come into the game that you're not going to have any food. So I can remember eating like a stale pretzel that was terrible and I was just ticked because I hadn't. So is your picture on the wall like she cannot come back? I mean, it should be. I kept leaving like so Trenton and um, our business partners were there with us, uh, Stick and Leslie, and they kept like they're cheering and going crazy. And I'm just like sitting there like scrolling my Instagram feed and I'm just bored. And so then I had some other friends that were there. So I kept like leaving and going to the down to the walkway to like visit with my friends that were there. It was all a social experience for Mm me. And so I didn't care to sit there the whole game and watch. Right. And so Trenton's like, if it's all about the socializing for you then you shouldn't come I'm like okay great Bye. <laughs> uh, no well problem. we'll go together and we'll socialize and yeah it'll be fine you're going again I'll try maybe in New Orleans maybe I would go there too yeah. just some, something new so anyway okay so let's talk let's do our holiday wrap-up so that was our Christmas trip that was fun yeah um and you have a product review you had a, you had a really neat little treat in your stocking yeah so I'm probably late to the game everybody's already got their face roller and their rose quartz thing and jade well rollers. I bought one but I don't use it so well I never heard about it until you brought yours out one day but I got in my stocking a um a jade roller, face roller, which I've honestly, I've been using, I like it a lot for multiple reasons, but um, I apparently, I did a little bit of research on why jade, like, you know, it could yeah, be like, anything, any kind of, it didn't even have to be a stone, just something. How about a cardboard roller? Right. <laughs> Pla- plaster of Paris roller. Yeah, I mean, why jade? Why rose? Why quartz or whatever? But um, the meaning of jade is purity or perfection, or not perfection. Ooh, I like Purification. That. Why not so, perfection? I kind of like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I want it to be perfection. I'm hoping your skin for, looks good. I'm, I'm hoping for perfection. I feel like it's been it looks really good taking out the stuff that's needed to come yeah. out of my pores because I'm so while I when I started looking into you know how I need to use this and why I need to use it and what to expect, um, I saw that your face is kind of like shingles. Your cells are like shingles. So if mm. you put them on over the top, it's just going to sit on the top. But if you go up. You know how they always say oh, go up. Like I've always thought that you to prevent wrinkles. I did too. I thought it was to like help with sagging and like your jawline not getting 
ugly and saggy, but apparently there's a method to it for putting everything that needs to go into your cells and your pores. It absorbs better if you go up oh. instead of going down. That's oh. why whenever you get a facial, if you think about it, oh, yeah, they're, they're above your head. You. Yeah, it's up. Plus, yeah. it'd be really weird if they were straddling you. <laughs> and I thought the same yeah. thing. And I was like, that makes sense. But how else would they do it? <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, so it's <laughs> Jade is also good to protect and support loving heart energy. So that's what the stone does. Not that um, it's going to do that with your whole life or anything. But um, the uh, Jade Roller, you start kind of at the base of your neck once you put your moisturizer on. So mm. if you, you could probably do it for other reasons without any, you know, serums or things, but it helps your skin absorb your moisturizer and your products better. So put mm. that on first. And I've been keeping mine in the freezer and it feels yeah. so good. And I feel like it just kind of seals up once I put the moisturizer or my, you know, any kind of serum that I want to put on and you could do it in the day or night. I like to do it in the day. You could do both. Yeah. Um, but I just don't really think about it at night as much. So you start at the base of your neck and just go up and like you're using a paintbrush, you know, and just roll mm. up, even roll up the base of your nose. Does that Anytime, feel good like on your sinuses, I bet? Like yeah. So it's, it feels good, especially when it's cold. And that helps, I feel like with the depuffing a little bit, because it is good for helping with depuffing. Um, it also tightens and smooths and sculpts the skin. So the coldness, you know, adds a little bit to that too. It's supposed to discourage the appearance of wrinkles and improve the skin elasticity. I'm not certain about that yet because I've only been using it for like two weeks but apparently there's a method to it i mean, I mean every time i get a facial they use it on my face too right. and their product we see them in all the stores mm -hmm. i mean every, everyone's raving about it so there has to be some truth to it yeah right? yeah and so it reduces puffiness and dark circles around the eyes so um you can get online there are lots of different um little pictures and tutorials about how to use it but go up and go make sure you go up the sides of your nose and the base of your nose and then you go out you roll from the inside of your forehead out are you taking a picture of me no i'm videoing you because no. i feel like <laughs> this part of the, the podcast is best if you could see leah i should have brought pretending my to do what you need to be doing at home yeah i'm, I'm like working this microphone nobody can see me but you roll up and then you start the base of your forehead and roll out and you go over your eyebrows too and you can roll over your eyelids and underneath your eyes. That feels amazing. And I have noticed that when I'm waking up in the morning and I'm kind of puffy, that cold oh, yeah. um, feeling over your eyes, it just feels nice. Um, it also stimulates the blood flow and um, circulation in your skin and reduces inflammation, which I feel like I'm always looking for something to reduce inflammation. I even get like that red inflamed skin on my face. I'm starting to get that. I did my makeup yesterday and I was all red right here and I'm like, I'm just going to throw some concealer on there, but that did not work out. So maybe I need a jade roller. Yeah. Detail. Yeah. Um, it also, it also um, eliminates toxins and helps with the lymphatic drainage too. Which makes so. sense because that's what massages do, right? And so right. you're massaging your face. Right. So, so it's that makes also, perfect sense. Yeah. It can help with um, tension and stuff. So I get like lots of tension in my jaw and my face. And if I've ever like... I'll just like sit here and like push around on my muscles on my face and it feels good. But that cold um, roller, it feels like kind of a mini little 
face massage. So anyways, that was my Christmas little gift that um, I really enjoyed. It's a perfect um, gift for the product diva. Exactly. And um, helps, you know, with the product. It makes your product work better. Right. So So it's more like a tool to help with the product. Yes. It's a tool for the product. I still want to get on. I don't know if we've talked about this. I think I mentioned it one other time. And then now I'm remembering that I still haven't done anything about it. Collagen. Like yes. I keep seeing all this stuff about how after a certain age, your body produces like 80% less collagen. I literally heard somebody at Acacia Spa telling somebody that. I think she said at the age of 45, you start losing it. Or maybe it was 35. I, I think don't know. it's 35. Because I just feel like the only reason I paid attention to it is because it was close to my age. I'm like, oh gosh. I gotta... It, it might have been 25. It might have been 25. Yeah. I feel like it's a pretty young age. You don't realize your body stops producing it as much. And so the elasticity in your skin and the tightness and those kinds of things. So anyway, I need to start taking a supplement. But I also want to know like what you have to take that your body will absorb, because I know that like there's a lot of vitamins and things that people mm-hmm. put out there that like, oh, you've got to take this. You're deficient. But your body still has to absorb and be able to process and use it. So I don't want to just randomly like start taking collagen supplements if they're not actually going to do anything. Right. Yeah. Because so. there is a gimmick behind a lot of that stuff. Right. But um, did you know that there's collagen in BioCleanse from? Oh. Oh, no. From um, Plexus. Well, we take BioCleanse. Yeah. Speaking of, I need to reorder my BioCleanse. We're about out. Um, so let's see. Let's let's wrap up this episode with some New Year intentions, resolutions, some goals. Maybe um, I I'm wearing earrings right now, by the way, um, from Serendipity Designs. These are supposed to be my New Year's Eve earrings. But I was on the couch. You look like a shooting star. And my, oh, thanks. And my jammies. And we were in bed by 11. We tried to let Champ stay up. And we watched the ball drop in New York. And then kind of all hell broke loose. He was getting kind of wild <laughs> running around. And he wasn't just like chilling out and like winding down. He's like, 2020 is going to be my year, bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet that's that exactly what much, Champ said. That was pretty much what he was doing. I mean, he was just being a little nutty. And so we made him go to bed. And so then we watched um, TV in bed, which we were like big not go out on New Year's Eve kind of people, which I like. Um, But not that I wouldn't, if I was ever going to go out and celebrate New Year's Eve, I'd love to be in Chicago or New York or somewhere and do the whole thing, right? It's a little different than Springfield, Missouri. Right. Otherwise, I just want to be on my couch at home and not have to worry about driving home with people that might be driving impaired and things like that. But I, um, for the last couple of years, had set, you know, a lot of business goals and personal goals. And I've always kind of used New Year's, I think everyone does, as a time to reflect on what the year was and what you want to do next year. Um, 2019 wasn't bad. 2019 was just personally really stressful um, in a lot of ways that really, I, I don't think the outward world would know. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just kind of reflected on that. And I'm just kind of good riddance to 2019 right. in, some, in some terms. I mean, we had so much fun and traveled and did lots of great things. And our life is really great. And I'm not complaining about any of it but there are just enough things that it was like all right I'm over it I'm ready for 2020 I want things to be you know a little more lighthearted, a little less serious a a little more fun Mm -hmm. Um, and so one of the things that I always think about is that you can write a list of goals or things you want to do I already know this year like I'm running a half marathon so whether I set my goal to run every day xyz or do this or eat a certain way it's not really about like counting calories or counting miles or 
any of that for me. It's just the goal of doing something different. And I know it's going to take changes to get there and not putting parameters on what those changes are. Yeah. Like not saying like, well, I can't have carbs or I can't do this or I won't do that or I'll only drink water or I'm only doing this because I know it won't work. Instead, just making the choices that are going to lead to being able to obtain that goal, but not putting a lot of parameters on it. So that's kind of my new year intention or resolution is more being um, less specific and more aware that I can allow a little grace and, and set a goal or have a certain thing I want to accomplish, but not have uh, step one, step two, step three. And if you mess up on step three, then you're done. Like, oh, forget yeah, it. Yeah, you give you up on before February. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's why everyone goes to the gym in February, right? Because they're like, well, we're going to go to the gym five days a week. And you start in January and the gym owners love you and you sign a contract and everything's great. And in four or five weeks, you're done. Yeah. So how about your goal or your resolution or your intention is I'm going to walk more this year or I'm going to go outside and go hiking more Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go one time a month and plan an activity with my family that is hiking or fishing or boating or outdoors or whatever it is rather than got to get the gym five days a week. I'm going to do protein shakes every morning and I'm going to do yoga every night and I'm going to eat salads every day for lunch and uh, yeah, because it just doesn't happen. It's not if you're work. like me, I mean, I, I, there are people out there, and props to you if that's you that you, really can do that. But I am, uh, I'm not that person. It's no. hard to, especially whenever you know. When I was single, it was different. I oh, feel like, yeah. but once you get a career and run businesses and have kids and yeah. life gets in the way, and you're the last one that you take care of. So my intentions this year were a lot like yours. I want to eliminate stress. So if I can't, sometimes there are stressors that you can't get rid of. Like it's going to come at you no matter what. I mean, even drama, sometimes you try to stay out of the drama and there are just people who love to just drag Mm, you in it. Waller in it. I got rid of some drama the last couple of weeks. I'm real proud of myself for. What was that? Well, I just eliminated myself from a group that was causing a lot of stress, taking a lot of my time. That's a great way to start off the year. It was. And maybe, and I didn't have any, you know, sometimes when you get rid of, or you say you set boundaries or you say no to things, you have guilt associated with that. And you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel bad. I wish I would have done this, or I should have done that, or it's not their fault, or maybe next time they'll be better. Or, you know, I'll just try to tolerate things better, or I'll let that roll off my back. You know, no, you don't have to do that. And, and I knew once it's still stressful, even if you try to let it roll off your back. Once I let it go, I had like no, like no, no remorse, no F's given. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I've, uh, I got my yoga mat out, yes, cleaned I it up that, yeah. yeah, and, um, have just been trying to do a little bit of yoga in, either in the morning or at night. And then yep. I downloaded this app called uh, Headspace. Yes. And oh, if you, um, you know, I haven't really dove into it as much as what I could have, but, um, you could do it in the morning or at night. It really just helps you meditate or it, you can kind of tailor it to what you need. If you want to focus on being more focused, it can help you with that. If you want to focus on sleeping better, it can help you with that. But I told my app that I wanted to focus on less stress and like mm-hmm. allevi- alleviating it from my mind and my body. And so it, you just listen to, you know, a 10 minute session with this guy who's got a really soothing voice and um, helps you get through what you're really wanting to do. And that's kind of the two things that I'm going to do is help myself with dealing with stress differently yeah. and um, using some yoga to kind of 
help with that and get a little bit of um, strength back and flexibility back into what I haven't done in the last few years. (laughs) Um, So one thing about Headspace, we've talked about Starbucks a lot on this episode. So I just saw, because the Headspace app you can also use if you need to seek um, professional help, like a counselor or um, a psychologist. If you were having a a really sad issue or you're having negative thoughts and you want to talk to a person, you can, there's a part of Headspace you can pay for Hmm. that you can pay for a professional and it's like text message based. And so I saw that Starbucks is offering that now to all of their employees, all their baristas and partners and all their locations. They're paying for the Headspace app for all of across the board. And so that's for them to have access to any mental health um, professional that they might need. Wow. I think that's an awesome benefit for a company. Yes. I've heard Starbucks is really awesome to work yeah. for. Even if you're not full time, they give you benefits and stuff. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. So it's interesting that you brought that up because, you know, something that you can use in your daily life. Okay, Brooke. Oh, what do you want to know what I want to do? Your resolution. Oh, well, mine were kind of silly, but now that I've kind of thought about it on a deeper level, the thing I wrote was I wanted to take more pictures and videos of like what I'm doing in life and the things that make me happy because I feel like I go through moments and then I don't stop and take a picture of it, which I think the reason that I don't do that is because I think my generation gets looked on poorly for like always being on their phones and always taking pictures and videos of stuff, but I want to think I want to care less of what other people think about me and I want to be less scared and be like try new things and just get out Hoorah. there. I yeah. wish I was filling you with your arm punching. Yeah. Everything had like a raw <laughs> punch. Um, so I, I agree on taking more pictures and I, I get what you're saying about, you know, millennials are looked at like if they're in their phone all the time and they're taking photos or taking selfies, there's a difference between taking photos of yourself and taking photos of what your surroundings are and what you're doing and something you're enjoying or taking photos with your friends. So I think that's the fine line that why you yeah. get criticized. It's like, well, if you're just taking a selfie, you're not going to remember that what you were doing in that selfie, you need to take a picture of what the activity is or what you're doing. Are you with your friends or have someone else take the photo so that you can capture the memory, not just a picture of your face. Cause Mm -hmm. we're just all going to go back and delete those one day. Like we're Mm going to be like, Oh, I don't even remember that. I don't know what that's from. Ooh, my hair color. I hated. Oh, I didn't like that. Oh, you guys don't like save them up and put them in an own album to show your like grandkids. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) but I'm bad. And so in Chicago too, while we were on vacation on that note, like I took a few pictures of champ and Brooke, I was glad Brooke was there to take some photos of us doing things. And I took a couple pictures of them, but I really enjoy living in the moment. I want to keep doing that, but I do want to be able to document it a little better because I'll scroll through my phone sometimes and I'll realize I didn't have a picture of my son for the last couple of weeks. And other times I'll have like 400 in one day, you know? So it's just about balance. So trying to kind of capture those memories Mm -hmm. because that's, that's a good resolution. Yeah. yeah obtainable all right so i think that's gonna wrap up this episode so we've kind of talked a little bit about our holiday travels our new year and intention and then we'll be back really soon with another new fresh episode um so stay tuned and thanks for tuning in be sure to check us out on instagram and facebook and you can always hear us on spotify and itunes and if you don't download or subscribe to either of those apps you can check out our website we can relate podcast.com see ya bye bye